Hello and welcome. I'm Alexander. And I'm Simon. We're still knee-deep in tech. This is episode 8. Yes, and it's a public speaking special. It is the public speaking special, and actually the third attempt to record this, which is, is a bit ironic. Yes, it is. But we are we, we both enjoy speaking in public. Yes, we do very much. Yeah, um, and it's something we, about one year ago, considered ourselves to be good at really good at we did we did and what happened well we booked ourselves into a training course a professional development course run by david phillips uh, half scott half swedish guy who's who's he's, he's pretty much only does presentation skills training yeah and we heard that he was pretty good so yeah we're going to see if we can kick things up a notch. Yeah. And to be honest, I think we can be honest. I believe that we did it partly to get ourselves evaluated and see that we were as good as we believed we were. Sure. We wanted to see, or we we wanted to, to check our opinion that we were pretty good. Yeah. Then reality hit. Hard. Very hard. Uh, and to be to be frank and to be upfront, it was pretty much the best decision we've ever made. Yeah. From a professional standpoint. That course, two days, it was like running headlong into a brick wall. Yeah. Sure, we were good when we came in the door. But boy, we were amazing going out. Yeah, it, it was... And this this sounds really tacky, but it was a life-changing experience. It was a life-changing experience in, in very many ways. We, we learned um, tools and techniques that have helped us grow tremendously as speakers. Yeah. And not necessarily only as speakers. In any way, shape or form, we communicate. It's, it's changed how we, how we do that. Yeah. And, and part of this and part of the one of the reasons why with the discourse was that we we or at least i felt that i needed to do something to improve my teaching skills yeah because that's the year before we had um, received our mct titles yes and we had started training and we both want to do more work for the community that community we want to be up speaking sharing our knowledge teaching people stuff and to be able to do that in a good way we felt that we needed to improve our speaking skills yep one of the funny things that we were talking about was the fact that we felt that sometime it worked superb we yep. rocked sometimes we didn't and we couldn't figure out why no what did we do right what did we do wrong and i think it was you who came uh, came up with uh, this guy david phillips yeah and one of the things you pointed out was that he said this course will teach you what works what doesn't work and especially why it doesn't work and being the um scientific guy that i am i jumped straight to the why and said okay let's let's go see what this guy has to offer so yep. we did. Yeah, and we, we, we 
it's it's quite amazing when because we we chose the particular course based on the date if i remember correctly and we realized that we had booked ourselves into his house basically yeah it, it's um it, it's all on how you define a house he's got a mansion yeah it's a mansion it's a 38 uh room mansion yeah 200 year old yep where he's set up his his um his whole teaching thing and it, it's basically out in the woods it is it's two and a half hours from from here um 90 minutes from stockholm yeah like. something like that yeah but it's it's pretty much out in the boondocks yeah and we when we when we got there um we, we were really quite nervous and we were nervous i was shooting bricks yeah yeah and when we left we had a like i said it was it was life changing and we had more tools than i would ever had imagined that i would get in two days very much so um the, the whole point is neither of us are very nervous at speaking no that's okay it doesn't matter being evaluated yeah by a teacher and our peers now that sucks yeah that was not very fun no that was something that i really did not look forward to and that turned out to be the single best thing that happened yeah so what kind of tools have we received and and let's go go forward in time a bit we are actually sitting here just it's it less it's less than 24 hours since we ended the second step of this course yeah the second two days yeah the second two days mm-hmm. and it those two days have been i i'm exhausted still and we have received even more tools so what tools have we received what how do we um, condense this the first two days uh, also known as step one is pretty much putting your your lowest your worst performance yeah raising that to a consistent not very low state at all and that is done by a few hard rules and some discussion about why these rules are what they are and what kind of steps you need to do and how teaching and training and and pretty much the psyche and the the human brain works yeah the second step builds on all this and takes it one notch up you get the why yeah and the how of the first part that you didn't even know how to ask exactly you didn't know that step two this the things we have learned in step two was important at all and that we actually could affect the hormones for example 
in such a way that we now can. I think one of the um, the selling points for the the second step is, as David put it, it's not me who's decide who decides if I want to buy something you're selling. Exactly. So if if we abstract this slightly from this specific course, yeah. we came into teaching and training from two different points of view. I'm a natural. That means that I can do stuff, but I don't necessarily know why I do stuff well or not. Mm-hmm. You're more of a um, specifics uh, ordered technical guy that can yeah. say exactly which order you do things and, and why. Yeah. But I've learned through these courses and through, through teaching that I need better organization. That gives me the consistency I need to to do better work. And you've learned to take your very organized approach to stuff and kind of wing it a bit. Yeah. Release your inner Simon thingy. Yeah, and inner my, penguin perhaps. <laughs> my inner, in, yeah. I, oh. Okay, he's spaced out now. Sorry for that. Uh, yeah, but and that's something that still surprises me when I look back on the last 12 months because before we did step one Mm -hmm. i i i improvised everything yep i usually didn't have any notes whatsoever i did a crappy slide deck and oh dear yeah then well and i was confident that i would do great Mm-hmm. But then again, as you said, sometimes it did work out really, really well. And sometimes it, I hit the brick wall again and hard and it fell down on me and I got bad reviews. Bad reviews and, and uh, quite a few bruises. Yeah. And after step one, I changed basically everything about how I prepare to do a session, a talk, a training, whatever, and got super organized. Yes, you did. And, and, and that's something, I, I like that. I like to have a script, or not a script in that... Um, a checklist. A checklist mm. to see that I have everything I need. Yep. And as I've realized during the last two days, and that was pointed out to me in a quite... Uh, upfront way thank you for that oh yeah uh, i lost myself in the organization yeah but after these two days i feel a lot more secure both in my ability to wing stuff and my ability to be organized at the same time yeah but i i am um, i used to um a concept that is present in some of the Japanese martial arts, shuhari, which means pretty much that in the shu level, which is the first level, you do exactly as the instructor says. You don't ask why. You only copy the movement millimeter by millimeter. When you progress to the ha level, you start to explore the the boundaries of the technique. You start to see how the technique can be adapted to a specific situation 
to your specific um, skill set, to your specific body, whatever it might be. And after a lot of time, you progress to the Ri level, which means that the structure doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. And the, um, the moral of that story is that in order to be uh, good at improvising, you need to be so organized that it doesn't show that you're not improvising. Yeah. Which is a, a top tip pretty much for, for anything. And the realization that teaching and speaking has pretty much nothing to do with your technical ability. Yeah, exactly. And speaking about technical ability, mm-hmm. th- this time we had the pleasure of ending up at a course with two geeks. Nice one. Ending up at the course with two other geeks. Yeah, we pretty much came, got along like a house on fire. Yeah. And we, all four of us, are doing technical training. Yeah. And have, and, and there are challenges with technical training that very few others rarely face. True. Because we, we in a technical training, you, you aren't that, how to, you, you, you are not that, you, you can't do things in the way you should do it according to the public speaking experts at some points. Are you referring to the fact that a, a technical course might drag out over a couple of days? Yeah. Which means that you can't play your audience the same way as you could in a short keynote or uh, a short talk. Yeah, and it's usually small groups, which, strangely enough, is harder than a large group. You get more interaction with a small group. And I I can throw in another um, thing into the mix. The... um, the people attending technical courses tend to be of a more technical variety when it comes to um, approach to life, yeah. uh, social interaction and stuff like that. So that that's it's also um, a subspecies when it comes to an audience. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but there are challenges, and I think we now have the tools to handle them at least to some extent but it will still be a challenge to do the trainings in the way we would like to from a presenter point of view sure but that's part of the beauty too i mean we have more tools today than we had just just a week ago yeah and considering the fact that we didn't have a clue that these tools even existed you can always ask the question, what more is it that we don't know? Exactly. So the moral of that story is, go teach, go talk. And if you want to start talking, just try. Yeah. Find somewhere to talk. Speak, create your presentation, be it at work, be it at um, kindergarten or whatever you, yeah. you find. Just, just do it. Yeah. Don't talk about it. Do it. Yeah. And being geeks, uh-huh. we have to talk about some of the 
technical aids. Oh, yeah. And as some of you that are listening to this may know, we have been talking about the Logitech Spotlight yeah. for a few episodes. We have. And now we have one each. We do. And I've actually run it through its its paces through one course. Yeah, you have. And you used it during your um, uh, presentation. Yeah, to some the, extent. Yeah, at the presentation course. Um, I can I can share my opinion of it. I did a blog post where I outlined some of the issues that I found after just toying with it for three yeah, hours. It, you did it. You found some... I unboxed it and I toyed with it and I created a blog post. Yeah. Which by all necessity means that I haven't tried it. But then uh, after that, I, I actually tried it on a course. And it's beautifully made. It, it sits perfectly in my hand. I have pretty large hands, so it, it suits me fine. Uh, it's premium, it's distinct, and it's a hideously overpriced clicker. Yeah, yeah, it is. I was about to use a very bad word there. Yeah, you, you were. No, to, to be honest, the idea is great. It's got super potential. But I'm sorry, but the software sucks. It's not done. No, but it is not even half done either. No. It's a list of things that could have been and isn't. It's the, the premise that I can use this to point to my own screen and get highlights. It's great, but it's useless. It is slow. It always starts out on the wrong screen. I'm sorry, but no. You have to have a very... Like, you have to have a screen setup that's only available at, for example, TED Talks, with one screen in front of you showing your presentation, one screen in front of you showing your notes, and then big screens behind your, behind your back, to be able to use it in a manner that won't affect your speaking technique. Yes and no. I'd say that if you have the luxury of being able to set things up just the yeah. way you want it for each and every presentation, then you may stack the cards in your favor. Yeah, and, and each and every presentation as in each and every PowerPoint deck you show. Not exactly. Not as one day. No. As, as you said, you have run this through one of your courses where you have several PowerPoint decks. Mm-hmm. And you have to set it up prior to each deck. Which I can't since I've got my students in the room. Yeah. So that kind of, yeah, it's it's a $150 clicker that does absolutely nothing more than a $35 one. Yeah, and I, and I think you have to practice if you want to use the features because the features... If you look at each individual feature, mm-hmm. they are useful. Yes. And I see I see presentations where I would like to use it. I see the value of them. But you have to run through each presentation, each deck prior to it. And actually, with the screen setup that you are expecting to have, mm-hmm. to know exactly how to use it, to get the the timing you need right and 
really try out each individual slide because uh, as I showed you yesterday when because one of the things I would like to do mm -hmm. is to have a, a black slide right and then highlight something with the spotlight yeah and you can't no for, for some, some reason yeah. if you have a black background yeah for some reason the the highlighter is behind the black square yeah what's up with that it, it works every everywhere else but not if you have a black black background no so it's it's riddled with issues and to be fair it's not bugs no it's just uh, an incomplete feature set and I might eat these words, but I'm, I'm prepared to do that. I find that the Logitech, they're not interested nope. at all of having a, um, a dialogue about these issues. They just say, nah, just post on our forums. And I took a look at those forums. And no, I'm sorry, but no, that's not the way to do proper um, discussions and proper engineering of this tool nope. so I, I'm gonna continue to use it I mean I've spent <laughs> 150 bucks on it but I love to see so much more from this and maybe we can revisit in six months yep. a year uh, but on that time probably every kind of clicker from 40 bucks and upwards has these features I don't know um, but maybe we can we can revisit. But as it stands now, I'm sorry, but it's way overpriced. Yeah, and it has its upsides. It's not that we that everything is bad. Like you said, it's great build quality. Sure. I the battery time is amazing. The battery time is amazing. The charging time is insane. Yes. It's well made, as I said. Speaking on that, you realized something when I was using my spotlight at the course that when you use the clicker when you press the buttons on it yep it actually produces a quite high clicking sound it's a very audible noise yeah and in this specific instance it was a a story that had benefited from a completely quiet room yes and between the uh, the slides you showed yeah very graphic and very disturbing slides yeah. uh, to uh, to support your story. We heard this click, and it's a loud click. Yep, and it pretty much killed the the mood. Yeah, so uh, that's that's a bit of an issue to be aware of if you're presenting in small venues and smaller groups. Yeah, and and I I I like it. I like I said I see the potential of it. I like the the features you have mm -hmm. but i would like so much more and i would like as you said i would like to see an interest from logitech sure because it you, you it's it's an insane price for the product if you compare it to other clickers mm -hmm. and then i expect to be heard yes and like we discussed on the course as well this Apparently, is the preferred clicker of TED. Apparently, yes. Yeah. And I would like to see someone at a TED talk actually using it and using not using it not only as a clicker, but actually using the features and functions that they 
promoted with it. Yes, that would be great. Yeah. So speaking of the the features, I mean, if if I have a lag of somewhere between half a second and one second yeah. when I try to point something out, that's way too long. I can probably learn how to pre. You have to time it. Time it exactly. Yeah. But I sh- I shouldn't have to. No. For that price, I shouldn't have to. For that price, it should just work out of the box. And I'm sorry, it doesn't. So my recommendation, stay away from this. I'm not sure you're you're quite as harsh. No, I, I, but I ha- I, you have to think it through a lot longer than we did yeah. before spending that amount of money. Mm-hmm. Because to get the value out of that thing you need to use it to the, its full extent if you only use it as a clicker you can buy something that's half the cost or a third of the cost and get the exact same functionality yep so you have to be prepared to put in some work to it and i I see it as as with Windows 10. If more and more purchase it, we should be able to get Logitech to do things to improve it. Sure, I'll I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah, and I would fair enough. To to, to be honest, I would love to be wrong. I would yeah. love to hear from Logitech that says, "Oh, sure, we can have a discussion about this and actually do something about it." But until that happens. No, that's that's where I stand. Yeah. And just to to be to be fair, having a click or not, you should have one, but it's not the end of the world if you don't. No. You don't you should never rely on technical gadgetry. It doesn't matter how fun it is. Just keep it in mind it is a support thing. Yep. It's not the whole thing. And that's one of the um, best takeaways from our course yeah you're the presentation everything else is just fluff yeah basically everything else should support you be it the the slide deck the lighting the clicker the clicker the sound floor everything carbon dioxide yeah it's all about you yeah cool and to to sum things up if you're looking for a public speaking course that will change how you look at public speaking we we can't recommend the david philip school of communication more than enough it's it's yes it's it's hands down the best kind of presentation skills training that i've ever received and I would say it's the best training I've ever received. I can second that. Yeah, it's and and you feel and if if it's possible for you to go to Ramnes in Sweden, do so because it the venue, the level of detail David has put down into the entire course, everything from food to the room to everything mm-hmm. is 
actually amplifying the experience. It is. Everything is thought through. Nothing is left to chance. Yeah. So I think this um, it's it's this it's presentationsteknik.com. Yeah. So, we'll leave a, a link in the show notes. Yeah. And like Alexander said, go out, speak. Don't be afraid to do that. As long as you speak from your heart, it will be good. Sure. Be Always be genuine. Yeah, exactly. I, I was about to say, don't be like us, but I don't mean <laughs> that. <laughs> and I think if, if you and I listen to this podcast afterwards, we will be... Uh, Embarrassed? Yeah, because we haven't used a single technique that we've learned so far. And on that bombshell, <laughs> I think it's time to end the show. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, we'll be back in another week or two weeks, depending on our schedule. And until then, have a good one. Yep. Yeah.